Hello, uh, my name is Antoinette Landejean, and I am very excited to introduce today Aline Lazaresco, uh, the general manager for Via Viticola. Uh, this is uh, not only the position he holds, but he's also the chief winemaker for all of the wineries uh, within the group. And this is an amazing opportunity for us to learn not only the business uh, about the business side of winemaking, but also uh, what it's like to be a chief winemaker and what that means and how that contrasts to being uh, the single winemaker for a single winery. But before we get into that, Aline, please take over and introduce yourself and then we'll get right into it. Hello, very nice to meet you. Thank you so much for the introduction and uh, thank you for uh, um, giving me the opportunity to introduce uh, our group. Um, my name is Aline Lazarescu. I'm, uh, as you said, the general manager of uh, Via Viticola, which is part of uh, Vintruvian Estates company that owns four wineries in Romania at this moment, all of them located in different wine regions, uh, like Dobroja, like Dalumare, like Drogashan and uh, Nikolicel. But somehow Nikolicel region is also part of Dobroja wine region, which is a very big wine region in Romania. Um, I'm uh, 42 years old. I'm uh, coordinating the group of winemakers in our group. Um, for me, wine is a passion. It's much more than a job. I've uh, been working in the wine domain uh, for more than 25 years, let's say, with the university included somehow, because uh, during my university studies, uh, I had the chance to learn a lot and make a lot of practice in uh, vineyards and uh, especially in the analogy part in winemaking, in technology. Uh, you know, the wine business is very challenging. Every day you have to find uh, new ways of uh, uh, taking your wine at, at the best standards because uh, the wine market is extremely very challenging. There are a lot of new trends that appear on the market and uh, we have to keep on and uh, uh, emphasize to our consumer our uh, the quality of our wines and hoping uh, them they will enjoy it and love it and of course they in the end to buy it <laughs> because this is our job to produce wine for the wine lovers and to convince them to buy it. <laughs> Well, it's very interesting that you you have been in the industry for 25 years, university included, yeah. but this is great. You've seen the development of not only the wine culture, the wine science, but also winemaking patterns of consumers specifically applicable to Romanian wine have yeah. changed. So if you could give us some insight, how have consumer habits changed over the last 20 years and where do you see them today? And where do you see them tomorrow? Yeah, it's a perfect question, let's say, because uh, I think uh, now with my answer, I can uh, make somehow a resume of uh, what happened in the Romanian wine industry in the last 20 years, let's say. Um, Two years, uh, 20 years ago, the Romanian wine market uh, was starting to develop. 
the consumers uh, were very traditional at that time. They were still consuming uh, residual sugar wines, let's say, especially semi-medium dry or semi-sweet, especially. Uh, the percentage of uh, consumption was uh, at that time about 55% the whites, uh, 30% the reds, and uh, 5% uh, somehow rosé. But uh, <laughs> I'm not quite sure that uh, at that time they understood very well what uh, was the meaning of the rosé wine. Uh, I guess a lot of consumers uh, of that time considered that uh, rosé was an assembly between red and white. This was my opinion, at least at that time, and not only my opinion, but the, the opinion of the ones that started to consume the rosé. Uh, meanwhile, the um, uh, Romanian wine industry developed a lot. Uh, we had the chance to enter, the, the Romania had the chance, and us, of course, to, to enter in the European Union. Uh, we had the chance to attract a lot of European funds that were invested in the vineyards, especially, and in the winemaking technology uh, that uh, helped a lot our industry. Because uh, investing in the technology of winemaking uh, made the Romanian wines very appreciated all over the world and started to um, to increase the quality every year a lot and uh, not only that but uh, nowadays uh, if you look at the um, uh, very well appreciated international wine competition all over the world you'll see that a lot of Romanian wines earn a lot of medals uh, gold medals best in show silver medals and so on uh, which means that uh, uh, the Romanian wine producers uh, started to implement very well the new technology and the new stand standards in the winemaking and uh, that helped a lot the, the industry um, uh, when the, the um, industry of winemaking in Romania started to develop by using the new technology, also step by step the consumption in Romania started to change. Uh, and as I told you, 20 years ago, 65% were consuming the whites and especially medium dry and semi-sweet. Now uh, they are consuming more than 30%, let's say near to 35% dry wines, uh, very fresh, very fruity. Uh, also, the, um, the share of rosé from 5% or nearly 5% at that time, now it's almost 25% up to 28%, and also increased the consumption of uh, heavy reds, let's say like that, uh, that uh, are aging in the oak barrel and so on, age also in the bottle with the very high potential, not only in alcohol, but in structure, in complexity, in aromas. So uh, just a short resume to understand uh, what happened in the last 20 years in the Romanian wine industry and with the Romanian wine consumers too. Yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, champagne, just as an aside, also had a trend where, and you know, in Australia as well, these this happened. Where in the uh, mid 1900s, uh, there were a lot. There was a lot of resi residual sugar, and then uh, in the 80s and 90s, it was really a turning point for dry wine. And and here we are today, uh, what uh, almost uh, 40 years later, and the the style of consumption globally has changed so much uh, yeah. that we. We, as a retailer in Washington, D.C., 
sell very, very little residual sugar wines and dry, dry, dry across the board. So we're, we're definitely in line uh, with yeah. the Romanian consumers there. You mentioned uh, the different regions uh, of the of the wineries, and yes. they're, they're they're all very different. And there's a reason why there have been investments in these different regions. Could you very very briefly uh, explain to the listener and to me uh, how these regions are different and what is attractive about them to you as a winemaker? What gets you excited about? the positive aspects of these different regions okay so uh, i will start uh, very briefly with the first wineries that uh, we bought in 2015 if i'm not wrong but i think that was the year 2015 uh, located in uh, nikulicel in the, the bigger dobroja wine region uh, in here, uh, we are very famous for the Aligote. Uh, we started to develop some research, but uh, we may consider that today uh, Viticola Sarica Niculitzel is somehow one of the largest premium Aligote produce, producer in the world. Um, we uh, decided uh, after seeing the terroir that Aligote would be the best grape variety that uh, would uh, make a fantastic wine, an Aligote wine in that region. And uh, not only the, the grape and the terroir, but uh, we decided to change a little bit the winemaking approach. Uh, you know that uh, in Burgundy, we, uh, where Aligote is also very famous, it's uh, obtained somehow with the, uh, um, let's say in terms of winemaking methods uh, in contact with oxygen and somehow traditional let's say uh, but now but uh, at that time we decided to make a very reductive style aligote with no oxygen contact extremely fresh with very high acidity um, for the ones that uh, never been tasting an aligoté, uh, just to give you a hint, is somehow uh, similar with the Viognier or some in some regions uh, very similar with the Riesling in terms of acidity, but it's very complex uh, in mouth, very long after taste and uh, very powerful in aromas. Uh, this uh, uh, winemaking style that we decided to, to use in this Aligote uh, made us very famous, not only in Romania, but uh, somehow in a lot of European countries that we are exporting our Aligote. Uh, we not us, but all the ones that are drinking this Aligote consider them the perfect pairing with the fish food. And it's uh, one of the best. Uh, the Dobroja terroir and especially the Nikulicel terroir being very salty with an acid pH helps a lot the vineyards to develop a high acidity and uh, not a high alcohol, but a medium alcohol, something like 12.5 in terms of volumes in alcohol, uh, which makes uh, this wine also very friendly to drink. Uh, uh, we are also invested a lot in the technology of uh, developing our vineyards. We had uh, some very famous consultants that help us a lot in approaching a different style of uh, conducting our grapes through the vineyards. 
for example, which are smart that uh, helped us a lot, which is a fantastic, in my opinion, one of the best that have ever been on this planet regarding the vineyards. So we have the chance to work with him that uh, taught us a lot about uh, how to conduct an, an high-end quality aligoté, let's say. Uh, also, um, but the very important thing for a very high quality aligoté is the way you are conducting the winemaking in terms of temperature, in terms of fermentation, and in terms of uh, using as much uh, reductive as you can during uh, from the from the moment you you crop uh, the, the the grape from the vineyard till uh, it uh, comes out in the bottle as wine. So. This is also very important. So Dobroja also, besides the Aligote, it's uh, uh, extremely not only well-known in Romania, but also that the Roar allows us to, to make fantastic rosé wines. Very light in color, very fruity with high acidity. And uh, also Dobroja in the last, uh, let's say, six five, six years is considered the best region for the rosé in Romania. Also very similar with the Provence, uh, which helped us a lot. I think this was one of the reasons that uh, the rosé uh, increased a lot in the consumption in Romania because of this style of rosé. Uh, very light in color, like the Provence style, uh, very um, fruity, uh, low alcohol, high acidity, very fresh. Uh, and Dobroja is this kind, being uh, the, very close to the Danube Delta and very close to the sea, the minerality that we, the, 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 the roots of the vineyards are taking from this soil, uh, you can recognize it inside uh, the, the, the wine, let's say, somehow. Of course, you have to do a lot of uh, treatment in the vineyards and, of course, in the, in the cellar in order to develop all this quality, but in the end, you take out uh, this type of wines. Um, going forward uh, and speaking about the Del Mare. Del Mare is considered uh, to be in Romania the best uh, wine region for reds. We're developing here our iconic wine called Prince Matei. Uh, Prince Matei is uh, a Merlot, pure Merlot, uh, that uh, was considered a few years ago and we, we hope that it's still considered one of the best Merlot in Romania. That was awarded and a lot of uh, important international wine competition and being one of the best Merlot in the show. Uh, uh, our region, we have, uh, for example, in the, in our uh, wineries in, uh, in Dalumare, we have uh, 92 hectares, uh, where we have uh, very old vineyards, 43 years old for Merlot, for Cabernet, and for our Romanian variety, very well known by you, I, I saw lately, it, which is Fetasca Negra. Um, the the yield also is very important when we are speaking about Merlot that comes out from a very old vineyard. Uh, we're uh, speaking about four, maximum 4.5 tons per hectare. Uh, but not only the production per hectare is very important when we are speaking of, of very high quality. It's very important the yield per every uh, root of vineyard, which is extremely important because uh, if you want to have a high quality red wine, you have to have a 0 0.9, maximum 1.2 kilo per root, which is extremely hard to obtain, but extremely important for a high-end quality. 
and uh, Darumare is considered to be uh, to have uh, sorry a lot of similarities like the high Bordeaux, let's say in terms of terroir. Uh, we have uh, argilo, we have sand in uh, in Darumare, we have altitudes, and uh, we have uh, sunny days, but not so many, which is allows our reds to to develop step by step and to reach the the the. Mature, the phenolic maturity in order to have a very high quality in the cellar in the end. And the Dragesan, or uh, last region, let's say, um, was discovered uh, not so many years ago. Uh, even it, uh, it, uh, it is one of the oldest region in Romania, but was not uh, used and discovered uh, um lately uh and it has especially two varieties that are extremely appreciated one of them it's a red variety uh, which is called negro de dragashan and uh, the other one it's a white grape variety which is called krimboshie also uh, uh, i want to uh, to emphasize the, uh, that that uh, Nikulicel and also Dragashan are having the terroir extremely well for um, sparkling production because of the very high acidity and uh, the structure that the, the grape varieties um, may offer. Very interesting. This is a, a wealth of information and it's so exciting to see the different styles of wines that are being made. Um, we are thrilled every time Armand uh, introduces us to a new bottling uh, or a new vintage because it's always as good as the previous or if not better. So the consistency across the board is there and it's absolutely thrilling. You mentioned um, so many different things that were, that were just ripe for uh, a follow-up. Um, and one of those was... Uh, one of the challenges about winemaking, one of the thrills is how the standards for winemaking are constantly being increased. And so with that, you have the technologies, you have the science. Um, as a professional winemaker, how is it uh, that you are able to stay up to speed with everything that is happening? from the different uh, yeasts that are being cultivated uh, to combat different acidity levels or improve different types of flavors within the grape naturally, to the different types of uh, hybrids uh, that are available, or rootstocks that are coming out, the struggles that you have in the vineyard with different pest pressures or humidity levels, to uh, choosing the packaging uh, and, and working with the marketing team in that sense. Uh, it's a lot to, to do. Uh, would you like to give us a small insight on sort of the highlights of, of your career and, and sort of what you do day-to-day uh, -day, uh, in general? Give us an idea of what it's like to be you. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> It seems to be one question, but this question, uh, I think, uh, will have uh, is necessary a lot of answers. <laughs> so, um, 
I had the chance uh, during uh, my 25 years of experience to meet a lot of uh, um, very well-known winemakers all over the world. And I'll uh, give you an example as Renzo Potarella, which is the chief winemaker in Antinoi. Uh, I had the chance to uh, to learn a lot from the from the um, Antinori family. I had the chance to see how they are producing their high quality wines and to understand from Renzo that there is no specific recipe for making a wonderful wine. You need to take your decision when you have the grape in your hand and decide in that moment what would be the technology that would make from that grape a special wine. So this is, uh, this is very important for me to, to tell to all the wine lovers. In winemaking, there is no specific uh, uh, recipe. There is no 100% mathematics in here. You have to, to feel the grape, to understand the potential, because as you well know, uh, there are different years with different quality of grapes because of the climate, because of the, the sunny days, because, as you say, the humidity, because of the, the less, starting to be as less rain as possible in the last years, unfortunately, and you have to introduce uh, water in your vineyard. You have to decide how many liters and when to give water to your plant. Uh, also, I had the chance to see uh, how a company that has a fantastic background started to be again uh, extremely well known, appreciated all over the world. And I'm speaking here about Tetanger, because I had the chance to work with Globi Tetanger personally and to meet the Tetanger family and understand how to regain your family brand and make it to be shining again as it was in the past. Uh, I also speaking about Australia, I had the chance to meet the Lehman family because uh, I worked with the Peter Lehman wines, which in my opinion are, are fantastic wines. For example, I'll never forget the Stonewell Shiraz. In my opinion, it's one of the best I've ever tasted during my entire life till now. Uh, I had the chance to work a little bit with the Gallo wines. <laughs> so uh, from all of this, I understand a little bit about the vineyards, a little bit about the winemaking technology, and a little bit more about how to present your wine, how to market your wine, how to prepare the specific labels in accordance with the, in accordance with the consumers that you address to. So there are a lot of things that I have to, to, um, to manage daily. Uh, I'm a little bit in the cellar. I'm a little bit in a vineyard, but I'm a lot in the office working with the marketing team, with the sales team, explaining, taking decision about the labels, about the segments that we have in several markets that we are working with, how to promote the wines, how to different, differentiate your wines, because this is the idea. I'm always telling to, to the wine consumers that, uh, that the, the following things. There are a lot of uh, very good wines all over the world. It's very important how, to how you uh, succeed to differentiate from all other wines. Because in my opinion, there is not a bad wine in the market. There is a wine that you may not understand very well when you drink it. And because of that, somehow you consider that for you personally, it's not the best that you may have. So, and some of the people say that it's a bad wine. It's not a bad wine. It's a wine that you may not understand very well.
or is not the, the one that you prefer in that moment, let's say. So, uh, yeah, you know, I can uh, talk a lot about that. And uh, there are a lot of uh, things that I may say to the to the wine consumers or to the ones that uh, will, uh, will uh, listen and, uh, to, to our discussion. But uh, I think um, generally these are the important things. In wine, it's about a path. It's about passion. And uh, um, I have to underline that it's not a specific recipe uh, when you produce your wine. You have to understand very well the, the, your terroir. You have to understand very well what treatments has to be done to the vineyards in order to get the quality that you are looking for, because also this is very important. It depends what you want to, to take out from the vineyards. And also when you are in the cellar, it's very important to establish the exact protocol, let's say, for the winemaker to know exactly what treatments should be done to that grape in order to, uh, in the end, to have the wine that you are dreaming about. Um, for example, in Chardonnay, in my opinion, it depends on, on the region. There are fantastic Chardonnay that uh, are being produced with direct press of the grapes in the pneumatical press with no maceration. And be because that uh, grape of Chardonnay is very fruity, it's very crispy, it has high acidity and it no needs any skin contact. There are also Chardonnay that uh, uh, are being produced exactly like, uh, like the reds are being produced in skin um, fermentation, not only skin maturation, but skin fermentation. That uh, There are a lot of uh, this type of Chardonnay that are being produced in Napa Valley. For example, there are the Moldavi Chardonnays that are fantastic Chardonnays, but some of them are being produced uh, with the skin fermentation and after that, a lot of aging in the barrel. It's also very important how you choose your barrels, uh, what type of oak are you using for each type of wine, how long do you want to keep them in the barrel. Uh, the, the, uh, after that, uh, it's very important your decision when you decide to get your wine into the market, if it is the right moment or it needs to stay longer in the bottle. Uh, and uh, speaking about the the, the yeast, um, you've uh, been speaking a few days ago with my colleague Paul Fulia that uh, uh, he approaches the the winemaking technology with indigenous yeast or wild yeast. This is uh, one of our wineries and our one of our strategy to produce uh, um, uh, some of our wines with the indigenous yeast. Uh, to develop the, the specific of the terroir, let's say, but also in other wineries we're using selective yeast. And in here we invested a lot in the research because uh, it's very important to understand what type of yeast is proper for every type of your grape that you are using on that. I'm also uh, the type of winemaker that combines different yeasts in producing a different type of wine. I'm not using uh, um, only one yeast when I'm producing, for example, a Sauvignon Blanc. I'm using two or sometimes three types of yeast in producing the same wine. Uh, also, it's very important the analysis that uh, you have to, to do before you decide when to harvest your grape. It's very important the pH, which is, in my opinion, it's uh, 
extremely important in the quality of our wine, the acidity, uh, the, the percentage of alcohol, the phenolic maturity, uh, the nitrogen concentration of the grape at that time to see what type of nutrient you have to use or how uh, quantity of nutrient has been added to that wine during the fermentation in order to develop the, the, the quality that you are looking for. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot of answers. I don't know exactly what to focus on, but I just wanted to emphasize you a little bit of my daily activity. Yes, uh, amazing. I wish we had all day to just sit here and grill you and ask you a bunch of questions, but um, out of respect for your time, which we are very grateful for, uh, we will wind this down, even though I've already written three or four more new uh, questions to ask you, um, but I'll have to wait until next time. Um, before we say goodbye, are there any last words or thoughts you would like to share with those who are listening uh, to this? Yeah, what I want to say is that, uh, and in my opinion, I think these are the the, um, the ideas of all the winemakers all over the world. And at least these are my my thoughts, and I want to to share them with the with the ones that are consuming our our wines. Uh, maybe we are not producing the best the best wines in the world, but for sure we do our best to make them as perfect as possible. And we put all our technology, um, experience and soul in these wines in order for them to achieve the highest quality possible. Because sometimes, even if you are doing all your best, there are moments when uh, the wines maybe may not be the best in the mind of the consumer, but be sure that we are doing our best for every wine to be uh, or to um, to touch the the perfect way possible. Let's say like this, <laughs> in terms of uh, quality and in terms of production. Absolutely, as the the winemaker, you are the the voice of the grape, and so it is always the intention to to present the the grapes in the best way possible so i'm i'm right there with you there are some vintages that are more difficult than others and the the wines uh may have uh, an expression of their their pain in the vineyard um exactly. but uh overall just to circle back i'm i'm overwhelmed with the quality of wines that we've seen from armand uh, uh from your romanian uh, vineyards and and wineries and we are grateful here in washington dc for the opportunity to be exposed to such wonderful wines um, because uh, it's just such a pleasure to see such a thriving wine market and actually have the opportunity to enjoy all of these incredible wines. So thank you for making them. And we hope to have you back soon. And uh, next time you come to DC, definitely, definitely come visit us. I'll be I'll be for sure next year in March. So hundred uh, percent I'll be there. <laughs> Thank you once again for uh, giving me the opportunity to 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 speak to the American uh, wine consumers that are uh, 
and we are very grateful that uh, we have the chance uh, and thanks a lot to, to Mr. Arman that uh, gave us the possibility to offer to the American wine consumers the possibility to taste our wines. We hope that they will enjoy the wines and thank you a lot for to all that you are, uh, for all your efforts to, to promote the Romanian wines in the US and especially in the Washington DC area. Thank, thank you, you so Abby. much. Thank you. Thank you.